Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to episode five of Nyasha and Risa Grace. I'm Nana. And I'm Yasha. And so today we are all about weaves. Um, mm-hmm. So we were supposed to have IVN, um, and unfortunately she wasn't able to join us in the studio today, but we do have our answers to our questions, don't we? Yes, we do. We did. We I managed to um, have a very lovely conversation with her, which I hope I can do justice to, but I know I'll try my best, but I, I know, you know, she, it was lovely to hear her passion and her dedication to her work. Yeah. And so we really do look forward to, at a later date, being able to have her with us yeah. and being to just allow her to express um, her love and her passion for for hairdressing and especially for weaves. Yeah. So as you guys will know, I've not had a weave done before ever. Um, I've had tracks in before, but I've always wanted a weave mm-hmm. <laughs> way back when. Um, so actually just hearing what she had to say was quite interesting. Just thinking about some of the, the ways in which we should be caring for weaves because I haven't heard anyone talking about that before. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that. I'm going to go in with that first question, which is just about how she got into weave making. Okay. Well, it was through a personal journey, I think, a little bit of of frustration <laughs> at, um, at her own experiences growing up as a child in in Glasgow. Okay. Um, her mom, Glasgow in Scotland. Her mum is Nigerian, mm-hmm. and she's mixed. So you know you can imagine this head full of curls, this lovely gorgeousness that nobody knew what to do with and trips to the hair salon were not a pleasant experience for her um, so she then went off eventually and trained but just just growing up her mum took charge and learned as much as she could about maybe doing her hair so they would do braids and they would cornrow her hair they would do her hair as best as they could Mm -hmm. because visits to the salon were never pleasant Mm. for her um a little bit traumatizing which i think a lot of us can identify with definitely going back to our salon tales episode sure yes yes (laughs) and we keep hearing we keep hearing about it so thank you so much to all the guys who you know the the gals and girls who send us feedback who tell us their experiences we are going to talk about your experiences in later episodes Uh, trust me we will we will always have a monthly salon tales we will we will share your your stories um but the purpose of this is not just to be talking about horror stories let's remember it's to change expectations on the parts of the clients and change and improve demand better standards on the parts of salons and and stylists we do need to make sure that there is a there's to all this we're not Mm -hmm. just talking we're not just shaming people we're saying first of all let's demand better let's deliver better let's treat each other with respect which is why these episodes have been so important because when you see the lengths to which people train Mm. to be able to serve it's sad that a lot of the things people laugh about are actually not 
matters we ought to laugh about because hair loss at the end of marriage is a very serious thing and for people who experience it it's soul destroying it's not nice when you lose your hair and especially when you're losing your hair purely because you don't know enough to protect your own hair and you're trusting your hair to the hands of people who don't know enough to protect your hair and to help you get healthy hair this is a and i sense sometimes that we laugh about these things as almost resigning to the fact that it is and that there's not much we can do to change it oh we all go through it so let's laugh about it rather than trying to change it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is a trait that yeah it's a coping mechanism and i guess it's in our dna to a certain degree right yeah yeah you've been yeah. difficult situations so hey we need humor but yeah there's a time for humor and there's a time to realize that actually we are perpetuating something that we now know can be avoided something we we have the skills we have the tools we have the know-how we don't need to keep experiencing in this day and age something that people had to experience 30 years ago mm, yeah. 40 years, 50 years ago even 10 years ago there's no need for that right Right, of course. Yeah. Okay, well tell us a little bit more about her training. Um and how yeah, tell us that process. Okay, well she actually she has a very interesting story so I really look forward to when she can come and tell us herself because she actually went to uni after she finished um school. She's always had a, an interest and a passion for for hair and obviously she was doing her own hair and she would get comments from people and these people that wanted her to do her hair but anyway she went off to uni and she got her degree she was working she was doing what she was doing and then um she decided you know what hair is a calling it's a passion there's something more to it than it just being a means of getting money she really did want to help people she really did want to transform people because again your hairstylist is you know she's not a she's not a miracle worker mm. but at the very least if you have a stylist and you're seeing them regularly you should see that your hair is getting healthier it's getting longer and you're accomplishing yeah. whatever your goals for your hair are we all have different health goals some people just want manageability some people want length um some people want a little bit of both you know we all want different things for our hair mm-hmm. she realized in in her hearts of hearts that's what she really really wanted to do and so she decided to get trained mm. and despite li- living in Scotland she traveled all the way came down to London in order to study with a college that would allow her to specialize in natural hair so no chemical processes just let's go and learn to work with hair without the need for chemically altering the hair we are going to have to um <clears throat> on a side note i would so love to have the lady behind this college on an episode to really oh, yes. do that we need to have her on because yes. you've spoken about her so much <laughs> so much so much shout out to joy fido but she is the reason why there is this whole new breed of natural hair care practitioners not just in the UK but in places like Nigeria in America there's people that she's trained mm. and 
Australia. I mean, look, her, her, her students are from all over the world. Right. She is, again, driven by passion and love for hair because she's been a banker. She's been all these other things before. And then when she decided to be true to her inner passion, she wound up training people to be hair practitioners and her story is equally as 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 interesting as Ivy's so Ivy traveled these great distances right mm. she came from one country to the other and she came and she trained mm-hmm. just so that because people wanted to pay for her services she didn't want to be an <laughs> under the tree stylist <laughs> or a kitchen table stylist without training i mean there's nothing wrong with braiding from wherever you braid and doing the nice thing about being a hairdresser is you can literally operate from anywhere Mm. but it shouldn't just because you can do that it doesn't mean that you should just do that without bothering to educate yourself about what you're doing to people for sure yeah and i admire that actually just the fact that you want to do something okay let's do it the right way let's get qualified and do it yeah Um, you've heard us talking all season guys about trained professionals and this is it if you you know you have a passion for it amazing how can we train how can we be better at it yeah yeah and this is one of the other things that ivy actually brought up um i'll just finish off she just she went off and she trained with joy got her qualification went back to glasgow and then you know carried on working and started to work as a professional hairdresser but when i asked her what are some of the issues that you see amongst the stylists within the black hair industry that need addressing one of the things she said was there's a lack of support so somebody may have a passion and they may like hair where do they go to learn about it how do they learn and we can't keep turning to YouTube because the people on YouTube, it's not to slate them. It's just yeah. to say they are not trained professionals. Mm-hmm. They're talking about their own personal hair journey. They're talking about one story. And at moments like this, I just keep hearing, you know, Chimamanda's talk, the danger yeah. of story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it makes you believe things that are not necessarily true. Hair care is not a one size fits all. Hair care, anything to do with beauty and medicine, it's constantly evolving because people are constantly studying, people are constantly researching. They're looking into things. I mean, like 20, 30 years ago, uh, baby oil and petroleum jelly, oh, they were the, you know, they were the holy grail for certain communities. But now we are seeing that some of the illnesses, some of the um, endocrine problems people are having from these backgrounds are related to their heavy use of certain products. You know, there was a study that said, um, I was reading a book and it said they, they carried out a study and they found that in the umbilical cords of newborn babies the babies from african-american latina and asian backgrounds had 23 chemicals in them significantly higher than caucasian babies and the, the 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 chemicals that were found are linked to the products mothers are using Right. Skin is an organ, so the skin, the skin absorbs stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. We're going on a side note, guys. <laughs> so, 
we, we, we will need you to, to, to tune in because we're going to have a skincare specialist on very soon we're going to have an episode with a skincare specialist because you know we're growing we love you all for your listening and we love you all for the feedback and the suggestions you're giving us keep them coming so we need to be aware of these things and ivy feels that salon owners need to be more open to allowing people to come in and maybe instituting like an apprenticeship program Mm -hmm. um so that people can learn so hands-on experience and then obviously colleges out there there are colleges where people can go and train to specialize in natural hair care because most colleges will teach you how to straight and perm and do all sorts of things which is mm-hmm. what n- n- a lot of people don't want that so it, it's she has some very exciting and very um interesting things coming up yeah 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 and and just just of what we ought to and what we could be doing and maybe what we should be working towards as as a people mm. so that was exciting um a passion passion so we're not saying okay you you know you 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 love to do hair mm-hmm. but get some sort of scientific understanding of what hair is understand that hair has anatomy and yeah. understand that the scalp plays a significant role in the health of hair you've got to understand these things you've got to back your passion up with understanding just so you can serve your clients better so under training was something she recognized there's too many people who are doing hair Mm. don't actually know what hair is other than something to be manipulated yeah so just sort of on that note was there anything else that she's noted um as being issues within you know those who do customers who you know want their weaves looking a certain way and also um the providers just a lack of support i think there wasn't enough support and enough understanding from her experience which is something i think we have spoken about that there seems to be this disconnect between stylists and and clients where we don't seem to realize that we are all as human as each other Mm -hmm. and we need to be a bit more supportive and you cannot expect your stylist to charge you rubbish money because it's not like you know for every pound you're paying she's not keeping that pound (laughs) or that dollar whatever you're whatever you're um if if you're in nigeria and you're using um what do they use in nigeria i know i was going to say (laughs) exactly i was going to say if you're in nigeria and you're using cds and i was like no cds are ghanaian the misinformation of it all whatever currency you're paying someone right they also have to pay tax yeah they have to pay insurance they have to pay for their premises and if they're working from home they still need to pay you see if you if you work from home mm. in the uk still expects a certain percentage mm. of you know you can tell them i use my home there's there's <laughs> honestly there's a there's an art to the madness mm. but not because oh if you're charged say a hundred pounds for air service it's not because she's keeping the entire hundred pounds right she has costs that she has to cover she has bills that she has to cover they've got you know bills there's things that need to be covered it's just like uh when Mm. you go when whenever people go to work you're told that okay this is the wage that you're going to be on but what happens at the end of the month you get your Payslip. Payslip, yeah. 
and there have been deductions made. Oh, honestly, it hurts. <laughs> I've just stopped living that student life and I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> deductions on your pay slip, right? Is that they tell you we're going to pay you five grand. You mm-hmm. take home five grand because what happens between them telling you you're going to be earning five grand and you actually taking home some money mm. it's deductions that have already been made so mm-hmm. it would be lovely if people understood that the people that are servicing you in whatever way whether they're doing your nails your hands your whatever it is they're doing mm. they also have deductions that they need to pay for yeah. so training is expensive so if you want people to stay up to date with what's the latest and what's current mm-hmm. we have to be willing to pay mm-hmm. we have to be willing to allow them to make a living so that they can serve you with enough care and attention you can't rush you cannot rush a good process and i know people are like oh it takes long to do to do this and it takes long to do that and it takes long yet to manipulate natural hair without blow drying it mm-hmm. skill and it takes mm-hmm. time and if you want it to not hurt mm-hmm have to there needs to be that understanding which i feel this is what the purpose of consultations are yeah stylists just insisted on giving um consultations and on charging what they're worth i think one of the things she said <laughs> which i'd like her to say in person is that <laughs> going to a stylist is not an everyday thing it's a treat mm-hmm it's a treat so you you should be prepared to pay for a skill you should be prepared to pay because it's not something you're going to be doing every single day yeah it is a treat mm-hmm. and um which brings us to the next thing it's like well what should you look for when choosing a weftician somebody mm-hmm. can store your weaves make sure this person knows what they're doing make sure they understand what they're doing make sure right. you both understand each other mm-hmm. and they should be able to tell you that this isn't going to suit you this isn't going to suit your hair when you want to go and have a weave she even suggested maybe perhaps asking what sort of hair should i buy and talk mm-hmm. you invest in the hair mm-hmm. have a relationship have a relationship with the person you're entrusting to do your hair because some of the advantages of a weave is it it can last a long time with maintenance Talk to us more about maintenance. What does that mean? What should we be doing? Well, obviously, so there's the should be the best person to answer this. She there's the element of preparing your hair for the weave, and there's the element of how long you're going to keep your hair in for. So I'm not going to tell you because I, I can't find it in my notes. So I can't remember how long she said exactly, but you can keep your hair in as long as you have either monthly or six weekly maintenance checks just to make sure that as your hair grows and you've got all sorts of things happening you're sweating you've got pollution you've just got life is happening at least you go there you get it cleaned mm-hmm. you get it retightened or whatever needs to be done gets done by a professional see we cannot emphasize this point enough right <laughs> because there are horror stories and we all know when you're just like my week you need to do something to it it's either been too long you haven't been looking after it yes comment smell sometimes exactly you need to stop you really need to stop definitely and that was one of the things she really wanted her moment of grace was essentially have a good relationship with your stylist and talk prep before the weave yeah 
just have this conversation know what you're coming up for know why the maintenance what the maintenance is and and factor you know just prepare for it because at the end of the day if you think about it you then have gorgeous lovely hair that protects your own hair underneath allowing it to grow allowing it to be repaired if it's damaged and just allowing you to have healthy hair so that when you do want to break from the weave and when you want your own hair out yeah it's healthy enough yeah yeah you've got that you enjoy so both are lovely both have their place mm-hmm. but you've got to make sure that you're prepared and don't invest in the weave in the hair but not in the skills Ooh, honestly because you know we will go and spend money on good quality hair but we want someone to install it to us for next to nothing mm-hmm. how does that make sense well it doesn't but this is something we're going to have to cover in a few weeks time because mm. it's it's an attitude and i'm guilty of it if we're entirely honest, we are all very guilty of looking down on other people because of their job, because we don't understand what their job is. And because it's not a university degree, because it's not lawyer, it's not engineer, it's not, especially people from African backgrounds, it's not a prestigious white collar job. They assume that people are not trained. They assume that people must be stupid. They assume that people didn't do well at school and that's why they do that. Mm. And whilst that might be true for some, Mm, it's not all we can't generalize it's actually very technical and right. it's not just black people even in <laughs> even even white people have this thing of oh you know she's a hairdresser dumb blonde mm. you hear comments like that but they're not mm. true it's simply not true mm. there's a lot of anatomy and physiology that must be studied and must be passed mm-hmm. there is a lot of understanding how things work there is a lot of chemical handling is a lot that must be understood so if people are doing this because they feel that there are no skills involved Mm -hmm. they need to go and find something else to do because then it means as a stylist they have no pride in what they're doing if as a client you're happy to pay somebody that you look down on to do your hair Mm -hmm. and i think you have serious problems because Mm How are you going to trust a crazy man with the knife? Or you know, right. We wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that. If you went for surgery and the doctor stank of alcohol, would you still trust him with your life? Of course not, no. So why is it we're happy to trust people with our hair if we don't trust their qualifications? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Talk about an episode. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I think yeah. if you're going to go and get your hair installed with a weave, if you're going to have a weave installed, please make sure that the person installing the weave knows what they're doing. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. Ask them about maintenance. Ask them, how do I maintain this? When do I need to come back? And budget for it. Budget for it because it's not something you're doing every day. It's true, isn't it? Yes, again. It shouldn't be something you're doing every day. <laughs> the best person to say this is Ivy, honestly. But you know what? We've got, based on the feedback from you guys, we have such interesting episodes lined up. Oh, for sure. Next few weeks, sure. we're going to be talking and delving into some of these things with the purpose of just saying, let he that has an ear hear. Mm-hmm. We'll hear and take it on board, and there are those who won't. And it's fine, it's not for everybody, but 
even if we just help five people this year change mm-hmm. their attitude towards their stylist and if we help five stylists take their job seriously enough to get training mm-hmm. that would be lovely because then it spreads out it trickles out as well yeah go from mediocre to trained just just mm-hmm. invest in your training it will pay back yeah over time and there's no way that a person that's well trained is is going to undercharge because if that if they're doing that there's a problem somewhere and also we as clients need to stop trying to make corners and asking for every kind of discount under the sun pay your stylist what they're worth yeah or else don't go just understand it's not a it's not a proof it's not a it's not an everyday right Mm -hmm. even if you look at the history of hairdressing people went to people went to the hairdressers because it was a special event people went wherever because something special was happening it wasn't like we're going to do this every single day and i know that that has sort of been lost because again we haven't passed on what we should be passing on mm-hmm. and the knowledge and the understanding of how to maintain one's own hair is no longer there and society has changed where people could sit down on a saturday or sunday and you know slowly do a person's hair we lead such busy lives Mm. people are like oh i don't have the time i don't have the time i don't have the time but there's no harm in allowing and teaching children to manage their curls if we give them the right information from the get go they yeah, should yeah. be able to handle the day to day things and then going to the salon is a special occasion and there's enough of us so that these salons won't go out of business there's enough of us so that stylists aren't going to starve and go hungry it's it's not going to happen like that it's not it, it, there'll be there'll always be enough people to keep people booked in business yeah there'll always be enough people for us to go to and get a good service when we want one but we mm. have to make sure that we are not causing unnecessary hair damage mm-hmm. hair damage um people's edges just disappear <laughs> people, oh dear people's hair thinning people just oh, we need to stop yeah Yep, and just do the things that you know will preserve our hair. You know, mm-hmm. things like a weave can be a protective style. And in London, it's snowing, so it's cold, and many of us are thinking, how can we put our hair away? Yeah. Um, but protective styles are only protective as long as we ensure that they are. Yes. Actually, just what we've spoken about, what we've said, you know, getting the checkups, making sure we're li- we're getting it installed properly, making sure that we are doing what we need to be doing, will really ensure that our hair does benefit. Because otherwise, there's no point. Yeah, yeah, it becomes an unprotective style. That's it's not supposed to make your hair unhealthy, and it's mm-hmm. not supposed to make your hair fall out, and it's not supposed to break your hair, and it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be making, it, it's not supposed to be making your hair worse. Mm-hmm. Your hair should be getting the more you see your stylist, the better your hair should be getting. Mm-hmm. If you're paying someone to do your hair and your hair is not growing, and your hair is is breaking it's the strands are not healthy they're not juicy if mm. you're paying someone to do your hair and you still don't know what products work for your hair yeah. it's a problem because yeah. you see a client once twice three times i know what the hair is saying most people the more you work with a person's hair it communicates so you can see it you can think okay this needs to change we need to do this you can look at your client's hair before they sit in the chair and you know they've been naughty and you can say okay <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you can. I laugh because this is, this is me. <laughs> we know when you're naughty. We know. <laughs> I will avoid my stylist at all costs if I have not the exactly. And it's a situation where you know that your stylist said to you, "Do not get the hairstyle," so you'll go to another person. Yes. She will not ask you the same questions. Exactly. She will then install your hair, and you come back to your stylist and say, "I'm using my edges." Why? <laughs> we need an episode where you just come clean. I think you need to unpack all this. I think I do. <laughs> I really think I need to unpack this behavior. Come on. This, this is why people you don't you you just like but where you are like just checking your fan people are hiding, hiding cuz they know that they're being up to no what's frustrating purely from a stylist point of view is some people will do that and then they want to book an appointment with me when they've gone and trashed their hair. So it's like you've undone <laughs> everything yeah. I'm doing. And then yeah. it's because it's cheaper. It's cheaper. Yeah. Because that person doesn't know what I know. They yeah. don't in the way I invest. They they don't know. Mm-hmm. And if I'm one of those people that didn't know, I would probably be charging what they charge. Mm-hmm know what it takes and i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm giving you i know my worth so don't to me and say you want me to fix something that i did try to prevent in the first place because mm-hmm. we're fully booked mm-hmm. we're fully, I, I do not I, I, I refuse to engage with that on a professional level because i'm like mm-hmm. oh, you're giving me a bad name you're giving what i do a bad name and guess what i actually love what i do enough to respect mm-hmm. So we it's really powerful thought, like thought just how you as a client can have an impact on someone else's brand just based on the choices that you're making and I think sometimes obviously hair's individual and personal. Yeah. But actually we are a community and so we are responsible to each other for the decisions and choices that we make as well. Oh yes. Yeah. I do believe I do believe sometimes you can tell a person's stylist mm. the type of hair damage that they have. Mm. You know, like I know certain people, I see certain people and I know who their stylist is just because they all have the same kind of hair damage. Yeah. The stylist has the same kind of hair damage and all her clients Ooh. have the same kind of hair damage. Mm-hmm. Which then makes you think, right, as a client, why go to a stylist who you know has hair damage? They don't. This is why we're here, to tell people. We're going to have to, to do some um, <clears throat> episodes just telling people what hair damage hair damage looks like yes yes there is a lot of that that goes on and sadly people don't know um you've been there and you're like oh but this and that's happening to my hair and what's uh, anyway yeah (laughs) another episode (laughs) episode Mm -hmm. oh okay so episode we've already mentioned it but let's just highlight this week's moment of grace again right yeah so prep prepare for your installation, good communication with your stylist. Allow them to guide you and to direct you so that you can choose the best weave unit install for mm-hmm. your kind of hair. And um, Ivy, we're so sorry you couldn't be here with us. And we really want you to be on next time because this is your yeah. expertise and people deserve to hear your voice. But thank yeah. you so much for listening. Yes. I'm back to you. Okay, well, it's been such a great episode. Really thinking about how we can 
really take consideration of what we're doing to our hair, what we're doing and how to make sure we look after our weaves properly. We'll be back with you soon for our next episode. Until then, thank you for listening, guys. Leave us your comments and your thoughts, any recommendations as well. Anyone you know has installed your weave really well and you would like us to share. Um, And we look forward to seeing you soon. Yay. Take care, guys. Bye.